Wow, perfect timing on that. The garage refrigerator kicked off right when I started recording, which is better than the first take where I realized about, you know, a few minutes into it that I had parked the recorder right next to a couple of steel folding chairs and that everything I said was was ringing off of those chairs. So, who knows? We'll probably miss a bunch of stuff because I'm doing another take. Anyway, yes, Fred Edison, I am your host, and we're back again. No uh, no cough drops in my mouth today. I am over my illness. Kind of. Um, voice has not really gone back to normal yet. I'm not sure if it's going to at this point. This may be the new normal voice for me. Awesome. Today, we are talking about the game from 2000. On the Capcom Arcade Stadium, $2. So let's preface the whole conversation right now by saying this game, it costs $2. So if you're at all interested, I'm just going to save everybody some trouble. Give it a whirl for $2. Now, outside of $2, did you find a Dreamcast board of it? I don't know. Maybe skip it because... Gigawain kind of isn't that great. It's awesome because there's a lot of great sprite work in it. That's really the only reason you play it. Is that, I mean, we're talking Crimson Clover levels of just bullshit on the screen. Which, anytime it's it's sprites, that's always impressive. And on top of that, uh, Gigawain being the vertical shooter that it is. There you go. <laughs> Almost forgot to say it. But... Being the vertical shooter that it is, it also features bombs. Those bombs are fucking awesome. The screen turns into just trippy fucking chaos. And, I mean, I every, every bomb does something different. There's four ships in the game. Each ship has a different bomb. Um, but they're all really impressive. And that alone is kind of worth it. If you're into shooters and you're into good sprite work... I would give it a whirl just based off of that. Now, I wouldn't be that excited for this to be, like, your new main game for a while because it won't be. Why? Because despite Capcom and Takume, the developer, I probably... Oh, Takume! Because this game is fucking hard for no fucking reason. It's definitely going to be a quarter muncher in the arcade. But I'm playing it at home. So I don't care about that. Uh, I actually looked it up, and Che Chu, um, old game reviewer from EGM, put it pretty succinctly in his review of the game. Gigawing was designed to crush you. Save your egos now. It is designed to crush you. It is very hard, even for a bullet hell shooter. Part of what makes it hard is that uh, sprite work. The sprite work is so detailed that at times it kind of falls into the same trap as some of the more impressive scenes in like uh, Metal Slug where things are just so chaotic that it's hard to parse what is actually happening on the screen because they're just so proud of their sprite work they're just like fucking throwing it at your face um there's a lot of that now the bombs too, ironically, due to you know, and uh, not ironically, I guarantee it's intentional. But when you use bombs, uh, you know, great. But there's also something in the game called the reflect shield. 
Now, if you've ever played games ever, you can probably guess what's going to happen with the reflect shield. It's going to reflect the bullets back at whoever shot them. Awesome. Fun mechanic. Pretty cool. What's not so cool about that mechanic, however, is that the game, in theory, I assume, I I was willing to do research to pull a quote from an old EGM uh, magazine about the game, mostly because I wanted to look at the old EGM scans on Wikipedia, but also, you know, professionalism. And, uh, anyway, the Reflect Shield is fun, but it is made harder by the fact that the game is shoehorned into two buttons. Now, I'm sure this had something to do with arcade boards or arcade machines sitting around, but not really my concern 22 years ago, or 22 years in the future. But what does this mean? This means that you have a bomb button, a dedicated bomb button, and then you have a fire button. Now, if you hammer fire button, it's going to shoot, you know, like, regular fire button in a, in a shooter if you hold it it won't actually uh rapid fire it won't do a slower version of firing for the lazies it in fact uh trips your reflect shield and the meter associated with it cool except for i unless i can really see an appreciable uh speed difference in hammering the 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 fire button, I'm just not going to do it because I'm not going for any world high scores. I don't care that much. I'm going to just go for comfort first. And as a result, the game doesn't necessarily feel like... Well, you might be saying, you know, okay, Fred, last week you said that Zero Gunner 2 negative for Nintendo Switch was better for having the slightly obtuse control scheme and i do agree with that statement i don't think that the control scheme on the reflect shield is a fun addition i think it's intentionally there and it was put on that button either to accommodate the arcade boards that they needed to or more nefariously it was put there because it fights your own muscle memory and so many of my dads playing gigawing were not, in fact, because of the patterns. I didn't feel like, I felt like a lot of times I died because I used my reflect shield at the wrong time. And then that put me in a tough spot when the game developers clearly intended for you to use the reflect shield. Whatever, I played it on Capcom Arcade Stadium, so I had unlimited continues, so it didn't really bother me that much. Not to mention, Dreaded Strict Drift coming back. I reared its ugly head right in the middle of playing the game. I thought I solved it with WD-40 and shit. I uh, followed, followed all the instructions for the quick fix online. It didn't really work. Um, so we're stuck playing it until I get a new controller. Out of laziness, that probably won't happen. I'll probably just switch to the arcade stick at that time. Primarily. I mean, I, I, I definitely like to play shooters with it, but uh, there's a certain appeal of laying on my big-ass beanbag chair and not being in front of the TV with a million cords and shit. Not to mention, I, I just something weird. I just, 
Every time I pull out the arcade stick, it's not that I dislike it. It just is like one other level of bullshit that I just don't want to deal with. So a lot of times I just won't. I just play it. Play the Switch in handheld mode on the couch. Or the beanbag chair, usually, I guess, at this point. However, uh, Giga Wing seems to be a fairly important game. Um, to the... Dang it. I can't get my notes to work on my phone. To the Japanese doujin scene, it's a pretty important game. And the reason I brought it up in the first place is that... It brought it up. The reason it had come up to play is that I have been looking to play the game... Uh, Arutage. It's It's got two R's, and I don't know how to say it. um Reloaded, which is... Uh, a Kenta Cho game now. Uh, Kenta Kenya Cho. Um, I, I gave him the fighting nickname Kenya because autocorrect switch Kenta to Kenya, and I thought it sounded pretty sick. So Kenta Cho, if you ever need a fighting name, um, Kenya. I don't know. It doesn't. Kenya doesn't sound super tough, but it, it rolls off the tongue kind of nice. Anyway, uh, in Ar- Reloaded, well, in a rootage period, but it specifically reloaded because I want to play it on my Switch. Uh, there are four game modes. There's the original game mode, and then there's one featuring Cybaria rules. Cybaria, wow. Like Cybaria Delta. Wow, wow, that is fucking hard to say. Like Cybaria uh, Cy- Delta, um, well, Cybaria, whatever. But the Graze mechanic, where you get extra points for coming close to enemies. It also features a mode like Ikaruga, where there's polarity matching at play and whether, uh, you know, it has to be the right color bullet to kill you. Otherwise, you can absorb it for more points. Or lastly, they have a version of it with Gigawing rules, and that has a reflect shield. So I want to try out Gigawing, and it is... I felt probably the same way about Gigawing as I did a couple years ago where I decided I was going to try to get back into professional wrestling. So the first thing I did was download at the time the WWE app, and then I immediately went back to um, old matches, uh, old, old, uh, you know, like WCW Monday Night Nitro from when I was, when I was a young, young lad. Um, was a WCW guy more so than WWE or WWF at the time, whatever. But I, I went back and I to some of those old matches and I, I enjoyed them for nostalgia's sake. But and the wrestling was was good. That wasn't the issue. But the issue was just kind of. It felt unnecessary. And what I mean by that is the storylines are good. I knew where the storylines were going. And the actual production of it obviously has come a long way in 20 years. And 
the actual, you know, the wrestling even. Wrestling has come a long way in the actual physical aspect of it, what what the wrestlers do. I'm certainly no wrestling expert. I'm not pacing, in case you're curious why the sound changed. I'm no wrestling expert, but the reality of the situation is, is that for my fandom purposes, there was no point to watch the old stuff other than to hit that nostalgia button. And Gigawing feels much the same way. If you're not interested in checking out the sprites or just interested in kind of one of the, the bigger bigger arcade shooters in the Japanese scene of yesteryear, then I guess I don't really see a lot of point in playing Gigawing. Rather, I suppose you could keep yourself busy for an evening and just kind of as a curiosity, but I'm not sure I'm not sure beyond that. No. You know, the other thing, too, is maybe that's just... Uh, maybe I'm getting shooter fatigue. I've been talking about shooters over and over and over. And, boy, the distinctions are huge in relation to each other. But, you know, overall, trying to come up with with a way to differentiate the distinctions for a genre that not a lot of people really care about, from what I can tell... Uh, has been a challenge. So maybe maybe I am just off base on Gigawing. Maybe Gigawing totally suck, or is totally fucking awesome. I mean, and in a way it is, but it's just not... I wouldn't include it on my list of necessary games to play to kind of catch myself up on shooters. That's, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, I don't know. You, th- again, the sprite work is so awesome and just... There's something to be said for that spectacle of shooters that I just like, especially uh, pixel-based shooters. It just, it just can't really be matched with a lot of games now. I, of course, it, the amount of care that has to go into drawing all those sprites, and sometimes for the most, you know, there's not a lot of appreciation for that work, and so much of it can't be offloaded the way. To systems, or procedural generation, or whatever the way that other that that genres now with three D graphics or three D rendered graphics can and uh, there's something something to be said for that. It's like it's like listening to like a bad psych rock album from like the sixties. That's actually probably like a like a way better description of of how it feels to play Gigawing. Because if you're if you're a psych rock fan, you'll know a lot of those older bands. It, once you've gone through the greats and you start getting through, <coughs> wow, there's one cough today so far. Um, once you start getting down to like you know the the deeper stuff on your Nuggets compilations or whatever, or even beyond that, it, it starts to get to a point where a lot of the releases are only interesting in relation to other releases you wouldn't like in a vacuum you would never listen to that shit but seeing slight influences of bands moving through time as you check them out that that can be interesting and that would really be about the only appeal to gigawing that i can see so if you're a huge fucking nerd then you might like it but then you're also listening to a video game podcast. So we could probably make that assumption. But then you're also listening to a video game podcast that like 
covers the, the, the tough, cool guy genres, like shooters and brawlers and, and, and games about about wizards that are like breakout. Yeah, tough guy shit. <laughs>